I'm Alex Mito. And I'm James Milley. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. We're the most widespread art fair for artists in the United States. And we're also one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. I'm also one of our two hosts here on the Artist Business Plan, along with James Milley, which now reaches over 7,000 monthly listeners in 100 countries around the globe. And we're growing every single week, thanks to listeners just like you. Today, we've got Magnus Rush here with us on the mic. Magnus is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to use art market data to make your career take off. I don't know about you, but I love data and I am so excited to hear what Magnus has to tell us. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world slash offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Magnus Resch, and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career with data. Magnus is an art market economist, serial entrepreneur, and best-selling author, as well as professor of art management lecturing at Yale University. He holds a PhD in economics and studied at Harvard, the LSE, and the University of St. Gallen. Magnus focuses on the intersection of art, money, and technology. He's considered one of the most controversial experts on the art market. I love that. I love having a controversial expert on the show. His previous books include Management of Art Galleries and 100 Secrets of the Art World, both bestsellers. Magnus's career has been portrayed in a Harvard Business School case study and in various articles in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Vanity Fair, the Financial Times, just a few little local publications. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Magnus. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. Uh, It's our pleasure. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I actually uh, was over by Yale last week. I had to sell a car in New Haven. So I popped by the Yale campus. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. And I'm very happy to be teaching there. My course is called Entrepreneurship in the Art Market. And I teach at the School of Management, the MBA class. So most of these students that I'm teaching don't really have a big understanding of the art market. And what I'm trying to do is not only explain to them how the art market works, but also convert them into buyers. I love that. And not only is it like good information, but you're also bringing more buyers into the art market. Honestly, I may drop in on that course if you let me, because that sounds so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right. Wonderful. Cool. So now before we dive into our conversation, Magnus, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. The question is, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? I love that question. 
the earliest artwork that I can remember is a piece by Roy Lichtenstein, the MM Maybe piece. It says something like he's late because he's still in the studio or some, something like that. And why I remember it so well is because that was the first show that I visited that I can at least remember that I went to. That was in Cologne, Germany, a pop art show sometime in the 90s. And I remember it so well because I, when I was there, I bought or my parents bought a catalog and poster, um, the advertisement poster of it. And I cut out the poster, uh, which had the MM Maybe artwork on it and framed it and put it in my bedroom. So for most of my childhood, I grew up next to that artwork. And also that catalog that we bought went into one of the shelves that we had and it always laid on top. So every time I went back to my parents' home, I saw that catalog and that reminded me of that show. You know, you'd be surprised how often we have someone on the show and it's such a similar story, like their parents took them to a museum. And I always think that's such a cool memory to conjure up that first time that you were in a museum. For me, it was Salvador Dali. I, I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida. And so we had the Dali Museum right there. So I always remember like persistence of memory and the other works by him and like, it's so cool to have that recall of that first work. And I also love that you actually cut out the poster and hung it in your bedroom, which is like a pre-indicator of the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also uh, the catalog. I thought, how cool is that? Back then, I remember that when I was carrying home that catalog, which is, you know, one of these museum exhibition catalogs, which are always very heavy and very thick. I thought, how cool is it to have a book, to actually go in a bookshop? And here we go. My sixth book. How to Become a Successful Artist just came out and always makes me very happy when I go to the MoMA or to other museums and see my books listed there. I love that. And I'm actually going to look at look into your book now, but that's a really good seg into our next question, which is what is the secret to why some artists are successful and others are not? The book, How to Become a Successful Artist, is based on a research study that I did one year ago or published one year ago. It took us three years to write it. What we did in that research study where I published with Harvard data scientist Laszlo Barabasi was to look at half a million artists in order to identify what makes an artist successful. And here we define success in financial values. Very important because a lot of artists always have different viewpoints on what success means, which is great. In the research study, we define success in terms of price points. So a successful artist is one that has high price points for that economic uh, research study. When we looked at those half a million artists, we found out that artists' success is based on the network they are in, meaning which galleries and museums do they exhibit at. Now, that might sound to some of your listeners as, okay, I kind of knew this, is if I show in the MoMA, then my price points will go up. But what we could show is that there are not multiple networks that are relevant, but there's only one relevant network that makes you a successful artist. And if you're not part of this one particular relevant network, I call it the holy land, you will not be successful. It's not about really knowing what the network is. It's more about how you get in it. And that I explained in the book. So the network is in New York City, mostly New York City. The top 10 institutions of this central network are in, in New York. Um, and those are the obvious ones. It's the Guggenheim Museum, the MoMA, the Whitney, 
a couple of galleries whose names we all know, Gagosian, Sverna, Pais, and so on. So those are the top 10. Nothing really surprising. However, what was surprising was to see that these few institutions are the only ones that define success. And they are very closely connected to each other. 90% of the solo exhibitions at the Guggenheim Museum between 2003 and 2011, whereby artists represented by the same five galleries. So that only shows how closely these institutions are connected to each other. Now, around these institutions, the top 10, there's obviously an orbit, a satellite institutions uh, of galleries, uh, smaller galleries and smaller institutions that feed into that network. And that satellite environment is highly dynamic, of course. So knowing what the top 10 institutions are helps, but knowing what the satellite institutions are that feed into that network, that is the core of our paper and which allows us to predict the future value of artists. I love that. So know what the satellite institutions are that orbit around this Holy Land network that's kind of centered in New York City, and that could be a key to success. I think that's a really interesting point. Kind of different than what we promote with Superfine, which is a more like inclusive open art market, kind of subverting that. But it is it is an option for artists out there to really do the research and find out at least what the landscape looks like and whether or not they're able to participate in it. I think that's really neat. So you're the go-to man for data on the art world, right? What is the way? So we're talking about these key players, this this network, these institutions. What is the way that artists can identify the key players in the art market and how can they work into that power play? Right. So it's all about networking. Who you know matters more than what you do. We've seen it over and over again. Now, what do artists need to do in order to get in touch with that network? They need to reach out. And that is not by sending an email to uh, larry at gagosian.com or uh, david at sverna.com. Everyone knows that doesn't work. It also doesn't go via going into the galleries and leaving your portfolio and then going from gallery to gallery and leaving your business card. That doesn't work anymore. What works is you need to be, first, you need to identify which galleries are the one that feed into that network. And then secondly, how do I get access to these galleries? A smart way, which I promote in my book, is to think about to to analyze to identify these galleries and then look at what artists are exhibited there and then find commonalities with these artists so for example if you are a creation artist and uh, you see that uh, one of the artists exhibiting at one of those galleries that you identified is also creation or you see that one of these artists is using the same material that you use so you reach out to them via Instagram or uh, some other form and try to connect with them. It sounds a little bit abstract, but it's been practiced over and over again. In my book, I talked to James Fuentes, who has a gallery um, that feeds into that network. And he explains very simply, he says, hey, Magnus, I don't look at emails from artists anymore. I only believe my artists who introduce me to other artists. This is how I get to know new artists. Or Tyler Mitchell explains in my book how he uses Instagram to reach out to other artists in order to expand his network. Guys, don't send emails to Larry at Gagosian.com. Believe it or not, Magnus, I've seen people do this a million times with Instagram stories or Instagram posts where they're like, they've researched the top 10 players in the art market. So they got that part figured out, but then they tag them in an Instagram post or send them an email or whatever. 
this isn't going to get someone's attention. But if you can find those commonalities with artists who are exhibited, especially at these feeder galleries that feed into the, this holy land top tier, you know, that's going to be your best shot at getting your foot in the door versus just dropping off a portfolio with no context or anything. But finding your way in through some of the other artists who are exhibiting, I, th- I agree with you. It's a really effective tactic versus just dropping your information in and hoping it gets there. Before artists reach out to other artists and to a network, they must make sure that their profile is cleaned up. What I mean is they need to have a very clear brand positioning that comes with the vision statement, the mission statement, and by setting clear goals. I run artists through this in my book. They must clean up their Instagram. I get every day I get approached by artists who want to introduce me to their work. And then I look at their Instagram and it doesn't really tell me anything about who they are, their process, how they create artworks and so on. I explain in my book how to set up an Instagram account and what to post, how frequently to post and what messages you want to send. Same applies to the website. You need to have a website that has enough content that people are interested to view, but also doesn't keep you busy every day. So you don't need to update it all the time because you have so many more things to do than just keeping up your website. When it comes to priority, Instagram over website, definitely Instagram comes first. So I think this is good kind of universal advice, no matter what path you're taking in the art world, but clean up your profile, create a mission statement, a vision statement, and clear goals, very clear brand positioning. And no matter who I talk to on this program, I mean, whether we're talking about, you know, artists who are trying to be blue chip artists, or whether you're trying just trying to sell art, whatever it is, having that brand positioning and knowing where you stand, I completely agree, Magnus, is like so key. And then cleaning up your Instagram and website, content that people are interested in actually viewing and is relevant to you and to the viewer. I think that is an amazing way to think about it. And it's always step one. Let's talk about the Ivy League teaching that you're doing right now with Yale. So you have a great teaching record. You teach a master class or a Magnus class on which teaches artists what they need to know about the art world. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I've been teaching for eight years now, mostly to business students, because that's what my background is in. At some point, I realized a lot of my artist friends want to sit in my classes, but sitting into a class at Yale, there are requirements that you need to fulfill and you need to pay and so on. So I thought, hey, why not do a class that is particularly focused on artists to help them navigate the art market? And that's what magnusclass.com does. The, the book, How to Become a Successful Artist, is a supplement, kind of like a textbook to the class, which I'm teaching online. So you sign up on magnusclass.com. You, you watch a free 90 minutes webinar where I explain what the course is about and share also the three key findings of the course, the three tips the outcome of of my class. And uh, after that webinar, you decide if you want to sign up for it. And then you get access to over 50 videos where I explain how big the art market is, how to use your Instagram, how to write an artist statement. I talk about contracts in the art world. I share contracts with you, which you can download. I talk about the main collectors and how to approach them. I talk about journalists and how to deal with them. On top of this, I interview relevant people from the art world, the top art advisors like Lisa Schiff, top gallerists like Jeffrey Deitch, 
top collectors uh, like the Rubel family in Miami who have an own museum or the Hortz in New York, journalists like Melanie Gerlis or Georgina Adams. And on top of this, I interview a lot of artists like Sean Scully, Tyler Mitchell, Peter Halley, Marilyn Minter, and so on. So a lot of people and all this content you get access to immediately when you sign up to this class. The book is a handy uh, textbook that comes along uh, with it and helps you to as a resource moving forward. I love it. So guys, visit magnusclass.com. There's so many resources, artist statements, you know, how to deal with journalists, how to approach collectors, a lot of the names I imagine of collectors as well, if you're interested in learning about some, some of these kind of top tier collectors out there like the Rubels and the Hortz. If I were an artist looking for just a leg up to understanding the art world, I think this would be a really good way to start. So we're going to come right back and Magnus is going to tell you more of what you want to know about using data to stay up to date on the art market and much more. But first, a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Magnus, you run the very successful Larry's List online. Could you give us a brief summary of the site and what it does and how collectors can use it and also how artists can use it to access the most up-to-date art market knowledge? Larry's List is a company that I started together with my co-founder, Christoph Noe, almost 10 years ago. Our initial idea was, hey, a lot of galleries want to sell art. A lot of artists want to sell art. But they don't know who to sell to. So let's just create a list, a phone book, like an address book of collectors where you, where gallerists can go uh, onto a website and type in, hey, I'm looking for a collector of that particular artist, David Ostrovsky. And then they see a list of collectors. The initial idea was to help people who want to sell art find buyers. Larry's list then evolved into a highly successful Instagram account, which I would recommend everyone to follow. It's Larry's underscore list. And what we do is we portray art collectors there and in their homes. So you get a really great insight into how collectors live and so on. And it's also a platform where we promote art and sell art. So if you are a uh, collector, here and there, we post uh, images of, let's say, hey, we are selling this artist. And then people reach out to us via Instagram and we sell that work. So it is now really a 360 digital platform for promoting art, interesting interviews with collectors, and also a sales platform. And it works perfectly. It's headquartered in Hong Kong. We always say every relevant collector in the world is following our Instagram account. We are particularly strong in Asia. 
So guys, follow Larry's underscore list on Instagram. Every relevant collector in the world is following them. And it's very strong in Asia as well. And I've actually visited the website as well. And it is really interesting to learn this information that seems like very insider info, but you can actually access it through their website and Instagram. Super cool. So you talked a lot about your new book, Magnus, How to Become a Successful Artist. By the way, excellent title. Great search engine optimization on that one. And it's supposed to be for artists of all levels. What is one piece of advice that you would give to any artist listening today who might go out and buy your book? What is the one thing you might tell any artist listening? Your art is great. Your art deserves to be in the MoMA. Don't listen to what anyone tells you about your art. There is no such thing as good art or bad art. There's only good marketing and bad marketing. That is a great way to sort of bring things to a close here. I have one more question to bring it home for our listeners today, Magnus. What is the call to action that you want to share with our listeners so they can take full advantage of your expertise, your book, and all the other things out there that you offer? I invite every artist to go into your favorite bookshop, online or offline, and buy my book, How to Become a Successful Artist. It's brand new. If you like it, then you will feel the urge to sign up to my online class, magnusclass.com, which includes all the videos and interviews with the people that you uh, find in the book, plus more content. So guys, you heard it here first. Go to your favorite bookshop online or offline and buy How to Be a Successful Artist by Magnus. And then once you've read that book, you're going to be inspired to visit magnusclass.com where there's even more content to help you be a successful artist. To all of you business artists out there, Magnus has been here with us today sharing his valuable time and amazing perspective with us. You're definitely going to want to go back and take notes along with visit all of Magnus's social media properties, website, and check out his book as well. You can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Magnus, you can follow him at Magnus Resch on Instagram and visit www.magnusresch.com. And his new book, To Be a Successful Artist, is available on Amazon, as well as your favorite local bookseller. As always, remember that we are Super Fine Art Fair on Instagram. We always appreciate a share whenever you are listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. I know a lot of you do that in your studio. We love to see that on the Instagram story as well. Just be sure to tag us. And once again, we always appreciate if you take just a moment of your time and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artist entrepreneurs just like you find us and listen to our guests and learn about all the valuable things that they know. As always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Today, that quote is, there are no limits to what you can accomplish except the limits you place on your own thinking. And that is Brian Tracy. Magnus, it's been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. We're very grateful to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Everybody else, have an awesome rest of your day. Remember to stay on top of your artist business plan and get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, Join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this in all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at Superfine Art Fair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? 
just shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world, and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world. at superfine.world. 